Namaskar. How did the markets do for the week ending September 9th? Uh, and where is the Rao, the oil, the crypto, all the things that we deal with day in and day out headed for this week? To know all about this and more, let us welcome our co-host Sridhar Chityalaji. Sridhar Ji, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskar, good morning to everybody uh, and uh, looking forward to some interesting data as we wrap up the week and look forward to what is ahead. Siddharji, with your permission, I'll start the slide presentation going and you can talk to it, sir. Let us start with how the Dow Jones Industrial did. Here we go. Okay, uh, just to give you first, we are looking at the equity markets across uh, the United States, uh, Europe and Asia. Uh, Dow finished, as you can see, uh, there's a consistent pattern, you know, between 1% to 2% uh, between Dow and NASDAQ. Uh, they were up. Uh, that cascaded through the other markets, which is the European market and the Asian markets. You generally see a consistent pattern, uh, you know, the United States kicks off and then that gets cascaded into uh, Asia and Europe. So the markets were reacting positive in a positive territory for only one reason, that there seems to be a predictable pattern of central banks trying to regain control of inflation and uh, the rate right the rate rises following a pattern of 75 basis points i think we reported through the course of the week most of the most of the central banks uh, rising rates through uh, the last week so that's what was felt in the uh, equity markets it's not a sign that the markets are back in the bull territory it just simply means that there was an aberration and markets uh, took advantage and now let's take a look at currencies. Uh, the dollar continues to strengthen against most currencies, Sridharji. The dollar continues to strengthen against the most currencies. The only good news is that the euro just went, went past one dollar, uh, just just marginally uh, one dollar, and uh, you saw that uh, even the euro gained against uh, the sorry the, the British pound gained against the euro. So. Uh, there is again yeah, the appreciation of the dollar, the depreciation, but they seem to be uh, hitting those numbers. Again, um, in the Asian markets, you saw the yen and uh, the, uh, the the Canadian uh, runi, um, you know, making an impact. And then the AU Australian dollar was slightly down uh, relative to relative to the U.S. dollar. Again, there again, the rates were rising. So the currency markets are responding. Uh, between the U between the European market and the U.S. market uh, to the patterns that you are seeing within the within the uh, the interest rate. So this is what we mean by saying, right around various markets, which is equities, currencies, bonds, uh, commodities, and energy. You see, uh, we saw a pattern. So in the last, uh, you can see that there is a bond slide, which is the U.S. ten-year, the Bund ten-year, and the Japanese. And the uh, U.S. ten-year bond continues oh, to uh, the previous. Yeah, the U.S. ten-year yeah. bond is still hovering around the 3.3 percent or 3.31 percent, uh, and then the bond was slightly. I mean, if you recall, bond was about less than one percent. Now it is around 1.7 percent, 1.691 percent, and the Japanese ten-year is also eased a little bit, and it is around now 25 basis points. It was almost close to zero. So the bond markets are continuing to dis count and pricing the yields uh, based on the rate rise that is expected from the uh, from the uh, the Fed. 
And now let's take a look at uh, oil and other, other energy prices. Sir, last week Brent was 85. Now it's at 92. Uh, it has, yeah. Every day since we spoke, it has grown. Yeah, every day it has grown. Uh, you can see the last rise was around 3.7%. <coughs> so uh, there is, again, these markets, uh, these are not, these are spot prices. So people are looking at uh, momentary aberrations and whether Iranian oil will come in or will not come in. And so you, again, also there is a delta of almost close to $6 between uh, the, uh, the Brent and the uh, West Texas uh, intermediate crude. So uh, the markets, as you rightly correctly predicted yesterday, uh, last week, they were below 85. Now they're back to 92. Uh, just reflecting that uh, yeah, you know there is a sentimental move towards uh, uh, towards uh, whether there is a fear that uh, further supplies will be cut or further supplies will be disrupted. Uh, the gas, natural gas, as usual, as as uh, you know, because of the demand specific demand issues, you saw that price go up as well. Um, with regard to, uh, we'll get to crypto in a minute. With regard to the uh, the main commodities, the gold. The gold has not, I mean, everybody predicted gold to rise, but it has still been operating around the 1700, uh, you know, 1700 to 750, 1750 handle. Uh, but the most important thing is that all the three, gold, silver and copper, all the three are on uptick. Usually you see when you have uncertainty and volatility in the equity markets as well as in the currency markets, you begin to see some movement, marginal movement in terms of say, uh, shifting to this uh, uh, alternate assets such as uh, not alternate uh, the uh, the commodity assets such as gold silver and copper copper this continuous continued demand in some parts of the markets uh, again it is driven by supply chain issues rather than uh, the price equilibrium as far as crypto is concerned uh, it took its hit it was 3.2 trillion dollars is now less than a trillion dollars but still relatively much higher than where it was in, in 2019 uh, the Bitcoin is hovering around the 21,000. Ethereum is around. I think one has to say Ethereum is one that may move further in terms of the more market opportunity. It is around the 1,700. If you go back last year and even uh, in late uh, year before last, we were talking about 40, 40 to 60,000, even 100,000 Bitcoin, and Ethereum was around the 3,500 to 4,000 mark. Sridharji, for wrap-up, I just want you to uh, kind of weigh in. What do you think will cause a turnaround in the fortunes of cryptocurrencies? Uh, I, I've always liked Ethereum because it was a realistic application of the blockchain concept. And you could yeah. use the wallet for a variety of applications. We have used it in some of our startups. So I have some experience of this. Um, in terms of value, I see more value in Ethereum than in Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin, in my opinion, has run its course because of the fact that it's taking more and more money to mine even a single Bitcoin. So at that some point, cost of mining could exceed the cost that it will fetch in the market. How do you see these cryptocurrencies in the, ne the next few months, sir? I think the, your observations around uh, Ethereum is quite uh, quite spot on. Ethereum is an ecosystem, not just pure, purely beyond uh, a store of value. So there is a much positive upside and there are there's work going on around the Ethereum blockchain, uh, as you correctly alluded to. So which would have impl implications in terms of as a digital token. Uh, as far as the uh, Bitcoin is concerned, remember that close to 60 percent, 55 to 6, over 50 percent. I don't know whether it's about 55, 56 percent of the uh, overall 
uh, cryptocurrency is concentrated in uh, Bitcoin. So if, they, if there is a navigation, you see that there is a navigation in that basically because it can be used uh, as an alternate asset for certain types of transactions that still is happening. That is the reason why it is there. This is not, you know, as we mentioned right time and time again, this is not something that is going to be used as a retail store of uh, exchange, but more around the broad specific category of assets and large uh, value transactions. So summary is that the um, much will depend on what happens uh, to the equity markets and interest rates. It is only an alternate asset. Remember, we mentioned to you that somewhere between on the lower scale between 2.5 to 3% of a holding will be in crypto and on the higher scale, it will be on 5% and you can see the volatility and price hikes when it reaches that 5%, but around the 3%, it will still maintain the same similar value. Uh, so I think that's my observations on the crypto. Uh, with I just want to make two observations as we kind of try to wrap up. One is this week, the week ahead, uh, will two important data points. One is the inflation number, uh, which is the CPI, not the core inflation. Uh, if people don't um, understand the difference, consumer price index includes a basket of assets where you have seen price movement that includes food and oil. Uh, whereas the core inflation excludes the aberrations, excludes completely the volatility in the oil and the food markets. So CPI is a much more predictable number. It is expected that the August numbers will be less than July numbers. Whether that will tilt uh, Fed's thinking, I don't believe so. Markets have already priced in 75 basis points. The other one is the unemployment. Let us see what the unemployment numbers say. So these are the two headline uh, data points as we step into next week. Thank you very much, Sridharji. And that was a wonderful uh, uh, look at the markets and your predictions for the next week. We've been very, very clear in our predictions and we've been more or less spot on. And I think our viewers appreciate that. Uh, we have been welcomed with open arms. So we would like to continue doing this thing, viewers. How do, however, we need your support in two ways. One, refer this program to all your friends and family. Second, do put in comments because if you that's how we understand which is of more interest to you and, and we'll try to cover that in more detail. There's a lot of information out there. We want to be sure that in the time that you all have, we give you the best possible news content. Thank you very much, Sridharji. Have a great weekend and Namaskar. Namaskar. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend.